Principal Matters Podcast, episode 335. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're going to be talking about branding and marketing your schools with my special guests, Tyler Bosser and Brittany Kyle. Tyler Bosser is the vice president of marketing at Aptigee, and he leads Aptigee's marketing and media teams, which offer a number of resources to school leaders, including guides to school marketing and school CEO suite, including a print magazine, website, podcast, school CEO conversations. Tyler was the VP of VP of people and focused on recruiting, onboarding, and culture for three and a half years at Aptigee. And prior to Aptigee, Tyler worked in New York City in higher education for startups, including Museum Hack and Sticker Mule. My second guest this week is Brittany Kyle, a writer and researcher with School CEO, a research and perspectives magazine for school superintendents and other K-12 leaders published by Aptigee. Prior to working as a writer full-time, Brittany taught English and special education for eight years in Arkansas and in Washington, D.C., and Brittany is an alumna of Johns Hopkins University, the University of Central Arkansas, and is a former Fulbright scholar. Tyler Vosser and Brittany Kyle, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. I'd like to ask my guests, before I start asking questions, to fill in the gaps on the on that intro and tell listeners something else they may be surprised to know about you. So, Tyler, what's something else that, that Principal Matters listeners might be surprised to know about you? Well, uh, I guess to fill in the gaps, my background is in marketing, but I took kind of a detour, like you mentioned, for three and a half years when I started at Aptigee to lead our people operations team. And I focused on recruiting and onboarding and culture. And now I'm back on the marketing side. So that was a a fun career detour. I actually enjoyed it so much more than I expected. Um, Something people don't know about me. just to tie it to education, my grandparents and my great-grandparents were uh, superintendents, principals, and teachers, sometimes all at the same time. So uh, growing up in Colorado, uh, they like very small mountain towns where you had to be superintendent, principal, teacher, and uh, you know everything else all in one role. And so I, I like to tell that story because now I'm loosely connected to education. I'm not in the classroom, but it's exciting to still be having conversations with school leaders every day and to think back on that family history. And bus drivers. They had to be bus drivers. And bus drivers. Although I don't know, uh, for my great-grandfather, I don't think he ever drove a bus because I don't think there were school buses in the way this, that we think about them now. I think the school that was back when you were going uphill both ways in the snow, quite literally. Oh, I love that. Well, welcome to the show, Tyler. Brittany, what's something that might surprise listeners to know about you? And how would you want to fill in the gaps on that intro? Sure. So for the longest time since I was in college, I actually did copywriting kind of as my teacher side job. I think that a lot of teachers do have those jobs and that was mine. And so when I saw an opportunity at School CEO at Aptigee where I could combine my loves of education and writing because I find a lot of creative joy in writing, I was really excited to take that opportunity. Um, Something that people might not know about me is I'm very proud to work in media. I'm very proud to produce a really pretty magazine. I have one here. Yay. <laughs> um, but 
I actually, my family has worked in media distribution for the last three generations. And that sounds kind of fancy, but what I mean is my great-grandparents, my grandparents, and then my own, my own mom as well worked in like newspaper distribution. So all of the steps to take newspapers from the printer to get to people's houses before they wake up. So it's kind of an interesting full circle. Oh, that must be a wonderful feeling. And Principal Matters listeners, you you didn't get to see that glossy, beautiful printed magazine that Brittany held up there, but that must be such a great feeling. I know how it felt when I've published books, you know, to get that book in your hand, but you get to do that frequently where you get to hold something in your hand. And I knew that when we were getting ready to do this introduction that you are a writer because in all the, the 330 something episodes I've done, no one has ever referred to themselves in their bio as an alumna of a university. <laughs> and I, I, and I have to admit, Brittany, I'm a former language arts teacher. And I was like, alumna. So I did the quick Google and discovered <laughs> that that is the, that the, that's the female singular description of alumnus. So well done, Brittany, you nailed nice. it on your, on your first grammar lesson. Well, your respective journeys in education are, are, are different and in leadership, but I, I just want to, before we jump into the show about how your work has helped schools better understand branding and marketing. Um, you've you've touched on this a little bit, but I would just love to hear a little bit more about your respective journeys and and what led you to work with Aptigy. Tyler, what what led you to step into this work that you do now? I started working in startups back in New York City about 10 years ago, and I got really involved with uh, some fast-growing startups, some of the people that are in the tech scene, and uh, just learned through experience with them. And so I moved from New York City to Arkansas about six years ago, and I found Aptigy. And at that time, it was quite small. So I think when I first heard about Aptigy, it would have been about 30 people. Um, and I joined when there was about 50 of us. And now we're over 400. And so it's just been this really wild ride. It's been fantastic uh, to see the growth that we've had. But along the way to bring school leaders into this conversation about how are they talking about their strengths, their culture, really putting their mission out there and helping them with things like marketing and branding and really communicating all the great things that are happening within their schools. And so I was looking for that startup experience because that's what I knew. I just never expected to find it in a place like Little Rock, Arkansas. Like who would guess that uh, a company that's helping 3,500 districts is in a small city like Little Rock with only 200,000 people. So that's how I found it. And it's just been a great journey ever wow. since. What a tremendous story of growth. And and that that's something we might can touch on later too, is why Aptigy has grown so much because obviously companies grow when there's a need that's being filled and you guys are filling it. But Brittany, what about you? You were a teacher, an English teacher, special education teacher, and how did you make that journey transition? Yes. Yeah, so for me, a lot of things happened at once um, in my life and part of it led me to Aptigy. So in, you know, 2020, I, well, in 2019, three big things happened. First, I had a baby, um, the pandemic happened, and then I started looking for something new in my career. A lot of people don't realize this about me because I'm kind of, for lack of a better word, bubbly, um, but I'm actually pretty introverted. And I think there are some unique challenges that come with being an introverted educator. You know, when you work with 150 high schoolers for me who have unique needs and, you, you know, unique perspectives on life, it can be pr pretty draining. And when I brought my own daughter into my life, I realized that a lot of that energy that I had been bucketing into my career, I needed to start bringing home. And so I wanted to look for something where I just was able to 
sort of have a quiet um, individual intensity rather than such the outward intensity of an educator. So I definitely am so glad I still get to work in education. Um, aside from actually seeing some of my students around the office, um, <laughs> I um, and I get to talk about the things, the policy, the you know creativity that draws me to education and can you know continues to fuel what I desperately believe about public schools, which is they make our society a better place. Um, but I get to do that through the lens of a writer that rather than an educator. Mm, that's so great. And I do want to come back later in the conversation to talking a little bit more about these transitions, because I think sometimes when I'm working with educators and education leaders, they we often have lots of one-on-ones about mm -hmm. the what-ifs, you know, what what within this great world of education, what are some of the different ways I can use my skill sets in classrooms or outside of classrooms? And you've certainly found that. But <laughs> let me let me ask this next question because it's the heart of why I wanted to bring you guys into principal matters, which is the work that you do helping schools understand how to tell their stories. And so I want to ask these two questions. How, how is a school like a brand? I know that sounds weird to say that. And then I want to follow up with that with, you know, how can principals play a role in that? So I don't know which one you want to begin with, but let's start first with how, how is a school like a brand? And I don't mind who, who takes that question. First. Yeah. So I'll take it. Um, I think it's not like a brand. It is a brand. And I think brands are things that people have had experiences with. And it's an organization with people that are working to advance that, that organization's causes, right? So I don't even think it's a question of do schools have a brand or not? I think they do. The question is, are they being intentional about that brand or is it being shaped for them? And when we think about branding at School CEO and at Aptigy, we do mean the logo and the website and the communication, but we also mean something much broader than that, which is just the experience that people have with your school district. Obviously, that includes students and their parents and the teachers and the staff, but it also includes those community members. Members, those people that maybe they haven't even lived in your, you know, in your city while they had kids, but they still see your school, right? Their taxpayer dollars are still going to your school. And the question is, what do they think about your school district? What do they feel about the school that's around the corner? And so when we think about brand, it's how do you shape how people think and feel about your school, no matter what type of stakeholder they are? They might be a prospect, you know, they might be new parents and their son or their daughter has not yet gone to school. What are they thinking about your school? And then even when you're trying to pass a bond or a millage, how do the people that are no longer involved in your school thinking about giving more of their money to your school? Is that something they're excited about or is it something that they dread and they're going to push against, right? So it's a really broad term that we want to use for just how people think and feel about your school district, the school individually, and then even you could take it down to the classroom level, right? How does a parent think and feel about your student, their, their son or daughter's teacher and the experience that they're getting? Mm, I love that. Brittany, what do you want to add to that? The only thing I can think is like, you know, the school's brand is very much how their community feels and the story that the community is telling itself about the school. Um, but that also sort of funnels up into how people feel about public education in general. Um, one of my first years teaching, uh, maybe my second or third, I had the pleasure of teaching senior English. Um, and, you know, it was at the spring, pretty tiring. Uh, the students are kind of checked out. And so we had a scholarship competition among my classes where I was posting up all the scholarship numbers. It took up my entire wall. And one day I had my mentor who was a statistician CEO woman come in my classroom and she asked me what the meaning of the numbers was. And I told her like, oh, that's all the scholarship money the kids have gotten so far. 
And she was shocked because, and I realized looking back in that moment that that hadn't been part of the story she was telling herself about what was happening in classrooms. And, you know, as a teacher, was I primed to be a marketer? Absolutely not, not then. Like it had never occurred to me that the news media would be interested in, you know, what was going on in my classroom, but, but they are. And I think that, you know, good things are happening in schools. It's just, how do we get those stories to be heard by people who aren't in them? I agree. And you're, you're reminding me of a story from my experience too, Brittany. That was um, when I was a high school principal. One day I had a teacher who walked down to my office and she said, there's something that happened in the girl's bathroom that you might want to check out. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. So I walked down there expecting the worst. And so she <laughs> said, wait here. And so she stepped in and made sure it was clear. And she said, um, prop the door open. She said, I just want you to see this. So I walked in and on the wall was this huge sheet of paper. And um, somebody had uh, put a stack of post-its there and some markers and somebody had put a little sign across the, the sheet that said, um, uh, take a thought, leave a thought. And so, and then there were post-it notes on there that said things like, I think you're special or you shine like a diamond. Don't let other people tell you what to believe. And there are all these positive things that kids and teachers were writing to each other on this wall. And it was contagious. Mm -hmm. And so, so, so she said, um, uh, a couple of my students had this idea and I told them, I gave them permission to just put it up and see what happened. And this entire wall was getting covered throughout the day with all this amazing stuff. So we took a picture of it and I put it in our school newsletter. And the next thing we know, our local TV station is showing up at our school to do a story on this <laughs> wall of kindness. And so the two girls that initiated, it got to be on the news. And, and so Brittany, it's the same thing. Like I would have never thought, even thought that that was going to take off like that in terms of the ability to tell the story of something good and positive happening among your students, but then being able to use that as a way to promote your school and mm -hmm. its brand. Um, how can principals play a, a role or education leaders play a role in promoting their school brand? I think part of it is what you just said, which is like looking for the positive things that are happening. And Will, you and I have had conversations about this, which is, you know, it's not as if these things aren't happening. You don't have to go manufacture something. You just have to have the eyes and the ears to look for and to hear the positive things that are happening within the district um, and within the school. And I think principals in particular, you're closer to the action, right? You're not um, having to travel from one building to another and being in board meetings and all these other things. You have a lot of responsibilities. You have a lot of things to do, but you're literally in the hallway more than a superintendent is going to be, more than a communications director is going to be. And so you can play such a critical role in just sharing those stories out both internally, uh, but also to those outside of the building, right? That may be someone in the district office. It may be the reporter that you're building a relationship with and is looking for a story. And how great is it to be able to have that story be a positive one, not just for the viewers, but for the overall image and buy-in into the district? Hmm. Yeah, I think there's a statistic that Tyler and I have been talking about a lot lately, and that's its principles are the most trusted individual in a district. Um, and I think that it was by a metric of parents. And so I'm really interested in the role of the principal because I think, and having been a teacher, I remember this experience, teachers are very much in the weeds. 
You know, they have to be, they have to be in the nuanced workings of their classroom. When I made that wall of scholarships, I wasn't trying to, you know, do something profound. I was trying to keep my seniors invested in a really hard time. But a principal who's a little bit more above, you know, out of the grass and like seeing the bigger picture, I think can help translate and connect those ideas in a way that the educators can't, or sorry, the, you know, the teachers. So let's stay there for just a few minutes because um, there are so many other things I want to ask you guys. But 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 while we're here, I want to just leverage this moment because, and Tyler, you and I have talked a little bit about this off the air, that principals or leaders that are listening to our conversation right now may be thinking, yeah, I know that, but how do I, how do, how do I, what can I do about it? You know, what can I do to, to better um, get the word out of what's happening in my school or to, or to, um, what are some ways that I can, you know, I love to write. I was an English teacher too, Brittany. So, you know, so, so I didn't mind sitting down and creating a newsletter or sharing stuff out on social media. That was, that brought me joy, but I know a lot of principals that does not bring them joy, mm -hmm. you know, to try to develop content or share things out that, that require them to use media. So let me just let you guys brag a little bit about, about your work. What, what are some of the ways that AptoG can help leaders to platform some of those things they're seeing every day? Yeah, so Aptigy builds communication tools, but the way that we look at those tools is quite different. Uh, schools are having to communicate all the time, right? And in fact, I would argue that most schools communicate quite well. The question is, what are you communicating? Are you communicating when an event is happening and where it is, which you have to do, right? Is when something negative happens, are you communicating that? You should be, you have to, right? I think schools do really well on both of those fronts. What they struggle with and where we come in is what is your core identity? What is the strengths? What is your culture, both the, the student culture, right? But also the employee culture. What are those things that make your school unique? Or what are those things that you just really hold dearly within your school, even if it's not completely unique, but it's part of who you are as a person or as a district? What are those things and how are you communicating those strengths, right? So one of the things that we can help schools do is, and specifically principals, right? Because you are in the action, you're in the hallway, is to tell those stories in a way that show those strengths and the information comes along for the ride. It's not about the information. It's not about 6 PM on Thursday night, but it's about, we're going to have an event that talks about the amazing scholarships that our students are getting, or we're going to look back over the last decade of all the incredible things that this community, teachers, students, parents, and community members have done together right? Oh, by the way, it's at Thursday at 6 p.m., right? That's the difference, right? There's a difference between saying there is information and here's a story that goes deeper into who we are and brings people closer to the district rather than just some details that are going to be forgotten by next week. Support for Principal Matters comes from Summer Pops Math Workbooks. Here's a question for my listeners in elementary and middle schools. How are your students practicing their math skills over the summer? Recently, I was asked to look over the Summer Pops series. So with the help of my wife, some of you know, a former middle school math teacher, we looked over the workbooks ourselves and she loved them. We found Summer Pops to be an engaging workbook that would provide students with math practice over the summer that is easy to use and content rich. But you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out. For yourself, go to summerpopsworkbooks.com and request your own sample workbooks. If you're looking for a cost-effective and research-based strategy to improve student math skills, consider joining other high-performing schools and offering Summer Pops 
to your students. Review it for yourself or pass it along to your math department. Either way, spring is right around the corner. So request your sample workbook at summerpopsworkbooks.com today. Support for Principal Matters comes from Peer Driven PD. Let me paint a picture for you and see if you can relate. You look at your calendar and you see it's time to prep for your next PD day. And you know that you and your teachers have a lot of shared knowledge and experience, but wouldn't it be nice to have a gold mine of high quality PD at your fingertips so that your teachers could access it at any time and anywhere? Well, there is some help. Go to peerdrivenpd.com and find a library of films with some of the best teachers in the country talking about their tips and techniques that really work in real classrooms. This isn't just engaging for your teachers and helpful for you. It's really strong content that's going to increase student learning and improve relationships with kids. So if you want your teachers to love their PD and learn strategies that are tested and proven by their peers in real classrooms, visit peerdrivenpd.com to request a quote today. Be sure to let them know that Principal Matters sent you and Mike will include a package of complimentary resources specifically for administrators. That's peerdrivenpd.com. How, but how does APTG help principals do that? Because you're right. If you're not focusing on the core values and promoting, because I love that, Tyler, I wrote that down, know your core identity. And then how are you communicating those strengths? So what I hear you saying is what you should be communicating out aren't is not necessarily the information, but the stories that connect people back to the core values that your school is promoting. But how can how does Aptigy help schools leverage what if someone if someone's like yeah it resonates with me I want to be able to do that how how what are ways that Aptigy can help leaders and educators do that better? Yeah, so at first it has to be easy, right? Like we know that educators, principals, superintendents don't have extra time. It's not like you're sitting back, you know, on Friday morning going, wow, I've got the whole day free. Great. I, let me go think about marketing. That's not going to happen, right? If that's happening for you, like give us a call. We'd love to know how you're <laughs> managing that. School leaders are very busy. And so to tell those stories, to tell the stories that reinforce your identity, it has to be really easy. And so AppDG builds tools that make that possible. And we also do that in a way that bring people back to the places that you control. So social media is a great resource. It's a great tool, but it's also pretty chaotic, right? There's a lot of distractions on social media. You're going to see pictures of your college friends, new, you know, baby or grandbaby. There's going to be an advertisement for the gym next door. Like there's going to be all these things that are competing for your attention, but we know that school district websites are actually really powerful. But when you go there, they're either out of date or again, they're just sharing information, but they're not sharing the stories about those core identity. And so Aptigy is really focused on making it easy to tell those stories across all those different communication channels, but then doing it in a way that drives people back to those, those platforms or those things that you own specifically, right? You own your website. You don't own Twitter. And so when you put something out on Twitter, it's a very different kind of conversation than driving someone back to your website where everything is about you and what you are made of and your community. Mm. Um, as a teacher, I actually had the opportunity to use Thrillshare, which is one of our products. Um, and what this looks like in a very tangible way is that 
um, each department had a representative who was in charge of taking pictures throughout the week of different activities. That sounds like a lot of work for one person, but what we actually did was during our collaborative planning time, we would talk about what we had going on the next week. And to be honest, some weeks are more interesting than others. Like if you're in the middle of a research unit and you're going over bibliographies for five days, it's probably not the time to snap pictures. But if you know another teacher who's having, you know, a poetry slam, that's the picture you want to get. And so, you know, and and so that would be like an easy way to understand what was happening and then feed that information up the ladder. So, you know, like Tyler said, if the principal is aware of what the core values or what messaging priorities are taking place at the time, they'll know what kind of content feeds into that. Mm. So this is something that um, I know some districts have more resources than, than others. And so mm -hmm. I was sitting in a presentation just a few weeks ago with a communications director who was sharing with with leaders some of the same um, important points that you're making. But that district had the privilege of having a full-time communications director mm -hmm. who could help manage all of that for them. And some of the leaders that are listening to the show right now may have that, that privilege, but some of them may not. And, and I think regardless if you do or you don't, there's things you can be doing as a leader. But how can Aptigy help bridge that gap for, especially for school districts that maybe don't have that full-time person but suddenly they can be, have access to the tools that can help them look like they, they do. So I think that's exactly what we do. And we're really proud of our start, right? As we've grown, we're eight years in, we have these really large districts that are coming on board. But for the early years, we had very small districts. So superintendents that were superintendent, communications director, and about 20 other roles, right? They didn't have someone to be that person. They were that person, but they had their, their teachers. They had baby secretary that's also helping with that. And that's kind of the point is that the tools make it easy enough that you're able to do this while you still do the rest of your job as well. And if you're doing it right and you have these tools and you're telling people about all the great things that are happening in your district, your job actually starts to get easier. And so it's actually made for that person, that superintendent or that principal that doesn't have somebody else to rely on to communicate those strengths. It's easy enough that you don't need to worry about special training. It's very simple to use. And that's really why we got started is that, you know, when we went to superintendents before Aptigy was even Aptigy and we said, hey, we're thinking about building apps for schools, said, we don't have time to update another system. We're already overwhelmed. And so what we went out and did is we built a system that took advantage of that and say, if you don't have a lot of extra time, let's make a system, let's make a platform that allows you to highlight your strengths, but also updates all of your different channels. So you can send an email, a text message, a voice call. You can update Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. You can also update your website. Like all those things are happening at once. So you're not having to log into six, seven, eight different systems and using your time for that. That's so powerful. I want to transition as we wrap up uh, this conversation. But before I do, Brittany, anything else you wanted to add to that part of the conversation? All right. Well, here's what I want to do as we wrap up this conversation, because I know that that Principal Matters listeners are people that care about their schools. They, they care about their growth or they, don't, or they wouldn't be listening to podcasts. Uh, and they care about the, their, their school growing too. But they also sometimes... Um, care about the stories of other leaders and how that might inform their own decision-making. So I, I did want to circle back to something I had asked both of you at the beginning of the show. You guys have had your own unique journeys and experiences in education and working with schools. You have also interviewed a lot of 
leaders on your podcast, the school CEO. So congratulations on the great work you guys are doing there. You guys also publish a beautiful um, publication um, and where you highlight the work of schools that are happening across the U.S. So uh, I want to ask two questions. And the first is, what are some of the lessons that you've learned in your own transitions that might help people when they're thinking about uh, their own work in education? What are some of the lessons you've learned as you've grown in your work that might help that leader who's stepping into his work today to keep in mind? Um, when I think about, well, kind of two different answers there. So I've spent a lot of time interviewing superintendents. And when I was a teacher, I did not have that experience. So when I came into the role, I had this idea that superintendents were, you know, very lucky. They got full lunch breaks. They must have it pretty easy, right? Um, and what I've found over the past few years, you know, is two things. Almost every superintendent I've ever talked to loves the work that they do. They work incredibly hard for very long hours and are dedicated, deeply dedicated to the kids that they serve. Um, and I think sometimes they get a little bogged down in all of the checks and boxes and making sure that, you know, all of the administrative things run smoothly so that people might not know them and might not know what moves them. But I think that you know, when you're able to have an opportunity to explain your why to a staff member, be it in a, you know, huge convocation or one-on-one, -on -one, that builds a sense of purpose and shared purpose that is just so powerful. Um, and the second thing I would say, you know, in my own transition is I really believe in the power of curiosity. Um, it was uh, something I held fundamentally as a teacher, that if I could get my kids curious about something, the lesson would be a success no matter what. But, you know, in order to be curious, there has to be a sense that failure is okay and happens sometimes. Um, and so I would just say to, you know, if you can, to find something that you can be intensely curious about, you know, get immersed in. And I think, you know, I think it's surprising what kind of development and growth can happen when curiosity takes the lead? That's a golden nugget, Brittany, <laughs> to the, the power of curiosity and then realizing that failure while pursuing those curiosities is okay because that's the cycle of learning mm -hmm. well-spoken. Tyler, what about you? I would actually build on the curiosity comment. I found that superintendents and principals both are very curious about things like marketing and recruitment and culture. And those are all things that School CEO Magazine, the podcast, the website, we dig into those pretty deeply, right? So for those of you that may be thinking like, oh, well, marketing sounds nice, but I don't have a Facebook ads budget. Again, like we said, broad, like broadly brand is like every experience people have with your district. We're thinking about marketing as just telling the positive stories that are happening. And so that impacts how you recruit teachers and classified staff that impacts your employee culture. It impacts a lot of different elements. And I've actually found superintendents and principals to be intensely curious about those things. And more than I expected have actually done a lot of their own research, but it's sometimes hard to put that into action. And I think that's where we've been really excited. We get to talk to those superintendents, Brittany in particular, and the rest of our great team is they're having those conversations every day and pulling those stories out and then delivering them through the magazine and podcasts to other superintendents. And it's kind of like encouragement, like you might've gone you know, a mile in, but like, keep going. Like if you just follow your curiosity, you're going to get to a place where you're able to pull off some really exciting things that make a, a meaningful difference to the teachers or makes a difference to the students or even the broader community. And so like, here's a little bit more inspiration. Here's a few tactics along the way to get you there. Mm. 
Well, Principal Matters listeners, I want to encourage you to think about this week. Um, what experiences are people having with your school? And I love how you said that, Tyler, because those experiences are your brand. And that doesn't just mean what's on your website or what you're putting out in media. Uh, it, it also means the feelings. And you said that too, Brittany, at the beginning. It's the, it's the feelings that people have about your school. It's the thoughts that they have about your school. And so how are you harnessing those experiences in a way that people walk away from that experience so glad that their children are in your community. So as we wrap up this conversation, I want to thank both of you for taking time to share with Principal Matters listeners ways that the work that you do could accelerate the work that they're doing. And I, I just love connecting people together. So how, what are some parting, uh, any parting words of advice that you might have for listeners as they think about branding or marketing their schools and how can they stay connected with you? They may want to reach out to either one of you personally or to um, the work that you guys do with Aptogy. Yeah. So the first advice would be to go to schoolceo.com. And it's really the first marketing magazine and website and resource dedicated to school leaders. It's really focused on public education. Uh, we do talk to leaders of all different types of schools, but for those of you that are public school leaders, like we really try to think about what are the ways that we can support you as you think about these topics that we just mentioned, branding and recruitment. Um, you can get in touch with us, in touch with us through the website. Um, we also are on Twitter, uh, so you can follow us there. And uh, we'll we'll put some, we'll give you some links, Will, to put in the show notes. But Brittany, is there anything else you want to add to that? Um, I, you know, we do have a newsletter that we send out every other week that has original ideas. And also if you're a school leader who would like to receive our magazine, you can subscribe on our website, but honestly, we're approachable people. Um, our emails are on the website. We do have a brand new author page that we're actually just putting up today. I'm excited about, but feel free to email us. Um, we love engaging in the conversation. Uh, we love hearing challenges that we haven't thought about before. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do with this, like, feel free email. Love it. Well, Principal Matters listeners, I will put those links in the show notes so that when you hear this episode, if you want to go back to my website at williamdparker.com and look up Principal Matters episode 335, you'll find all of that information there. But Tyler, Brittany, thank you so much for the work that you're doing, accelerating the voices of schools, giving them platforms, helping them to tell their stories. And Principal Matters listeners, I want to thank you for taking time to listen and to learn this week. And until next time, Thanks for doing what matters. We'll talk to you soon. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com. Check out the services link on williamdparker.com to learn more about leadership academies, mastermind offerings, and executive coaching. If you're planning professional development for the year ahead, or you're looking for keynote presentations from any of my books, please email me at will at williamdparker.com. Thank you for learning together today. And thanks again for doing what matters.